up, everybody. You're now at your favorite stop for all things sports, politics, and culture. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey, a production of ThatCast Network. Hey now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here once again in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon. Um, that's been cold for a while. It's finally getting wet. It's finally starting to rain a bit out here. Um, we're in the Pro District once again at the Living the Dream Studios. And as feeling you all good, know, feeling good. I don't have to say no more. D-Boy is <laughs> alongside me I'm again here, today. Feeling good. I can't wait to tell y'all how good I'm feeling. Let's do this. Oh, yeah, you feeling good. I'm feeling good too, D-Boy. I, um, it's an ugly day. It is an ugly good. day, but that's, I'm used to that here. I've been, <laughs> I've been living here in Oregon for four years now, so I'm used to kind of the weather. I, I do appreciate that we get all four seasons out here. I appreciate here. that we got a heater in this studio <laughs> and I got a hoodie on and a jacket, so I'm that, good. That works too. And although I'm definitely a person that would actually rather be hot than cold, uh, I, I despise the cold. I, it hurts to me. Yeah, <laughs> Being cold hurts. Yeah. I, I, a lot of people he got feel otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. A lot of <laughs> a lot of injuries <laughs> that I didn't take too good a care of because yeah. I decided to go play, play instead. Yeah. Um, but even still, I uh, I just don't like being cold. It, it puts me in a bad mood. Some people, it, it's weird because like I feel like people correlate like heat with or warmth, I should say, with like comfort and being cozy and like kind of putting you to sleep. Um, and then they put like cold, kind of like spikes you, wakes you up a bit, kind of like it's kind of like a shock, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I a body mean. shock. I, I'm not that person. When yeah. I get when I'm cold and when it's cold, I get to yawning, I'm out of it, I'm yeah. just ugly, ready for the day to be over with. Um, Fortunately for me, my entire life I played basketball, and basketball is a winter sport. So I've been able to keep myself busy. Snap out of it, right? Yeah, and and the even gym still, is lit up is it's different. Even still, I got four games I got to commentate this weekend. Like that keeps me going. Obviously, now I work. At the time, I was in school playing ball, whatever. But that's what really keeps me going during these winter months. But the summer is my time to shine. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy, feeling good. I'm fresh off of a birthday, 26 years old officially. Happy birthday! Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. 26 years old. Uh, had a bit of fun. Got to hang out with my folks, with my people. Um, the night coming into my birthday was all right. It was good, but. I didn't feel so good the very next day. Yeah, yeah. Champagne. It was good. It was a good time. Yeah. Good vibe that night. But. It's the only, the only, it was a good vibe. I just, champagne is no yeah. good for you me. You got reminded that you champagne, are 26 I, now. Yeah, I'm not a champagne guy. I, mm-hmm. I Champagne just, it doesn't make me feel good when I wake <laughs> up the next day. Now, on the actual night of my birthday, I drank plenty of Hennessy and, mm-hmm. um, you was good the next I day. I woke up the next day and I was A-OK. But going into my, like, the night bringing in my birthday, that morning when I woke up and it was my actual birthday, hurting. oh, I was hurting. hurting. <laughs> I was out of it. Wasn't even answering phone calls. Yeah, man. I was hurting. hurting. I was hurting. Phone blowing up and I was like, uh, I took a nap <laughs> during yep. my birthday. I, I was out of it for a minute. Finally got some food, bounced back, and everything was A-OK to was celebrate that food? night. Nachos, baby. See, I knew it. Nachos, I know my baby. Nachos, I baby. I, that's what I like. I, I didn't need to go out and wine and dine and steak and bake and do all that craziness. I, that's whatever. Yeah, I, I knew. I, I know. do you that whenever nacho, I feel God. like doing that. Um, but today we definitely got a few things that we got to jump into. Um, last week was a lot heavier of an episode. <laughs> we definitely dissected as much of that um surviving r kelly docuseries as we possibly could many people reached out to us about it thank you all for the feedback whether you agreed or disagreed we wanted to hear all sides and we also wanted to let you all know what our side of things were and so today i definitely plan on lightening the mood up a bit Um, We're still going to obviously talk about what we talk about, discuss this intersection of sports, politics, and culture, but we'll lighten it up a bit. So I want to start off talking about this president who doesn't give a damn about athletes. He don't give a damn about a lot of people. It ain't even athletes. I know. Obviously, obviously with this government shutdown we have going on. Yeah, but I know that was more direct to what we're about to discuss, Yeah, I was just making it clear. He don't give a damn about a lot. He don't. He don't. Um, But yeah, many of you all know, just to give you a little bit of a backstory, many of you know 
Uh, Clemson beat Alabama to win the national championship, the college football playoff. And they went to visit the White House, as many championship teams do here in the United States of America. And Donald Trump showered them with hamburgers, Burger King, Pizza Hut, Domino's, you name it, fast food, you like it, he loves it. And that was what they ate. That's what they Terrible. got greeted with. <laughs> Terrible. At it should the be House. nothing fast food. It, White House should be, ba- I mean, fast food should be banned from the White House. Yeah, hey, I agree. That shouldn't I even be acceptable in there. I do agree there. I also, it was interesting, though, to me because, you know me, I kind of got a twisted way of thinking, and I started trying to put pieces together and correlate things. Obviously, with Trump being the president, Trump being a billionaire, he showed that he didn't care, being that he did have fast food in the White House, which I agree should be banned, should be a law against yeah, that. Yeah. Put it in put it, nah. put it in the Constitution. Shouldn't even be that. Get it out of here. <laughs> put it in the Constitution. That's crazy. Get it, get it out of here. Yeah, it just even sounds out of place. You know what I mean? Like right. a, a, a catering table full of Burger King and McDonald's or whatever it was. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it out. don't even seem Domino's right. or Pizza Hut, whatever yes. it was. But also, he really showed and told that he didn't care because he put emphasis on the fact that he paid for it, that he couldn't get a certain type of catering, being that the White House is that the government shutdown is happening. So pretty much many employees aren't in at work. So he had to put a huge emphasis on the fact that he himself personally, this multi-billionaire guy by the name of Donald Trump, paid for that fast food. That I thought was very telling and showing That's how he bogus. felt That's about bogus. those players. Because with all the money that you have, you could have gotten that thing catered any way you wanted to have if it was have coming access out. to. Absolutely. That's, come on. That's, man, come Absolutely. On, but here's he, he where was better I, off getting them Chinese food. But here's where I say, <laughs> here's where I would say, I agree there. <laughs> I agree there. But here's why, where I will say that Donald Trump was calculated. Because you think about these guys coming in. I'm a player. I'm a guy who played NCAA ball. Oh, it is. Trust me, it is. I'm a guy that played NCAA ball myself, and pretty much after every game, we I I can tell you how many Jimmy John sandwiches and how many Pizza Hut. Oh yeah, how many Pizza Hut after the game at the White House? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I know. What I'm saying is, is this. Donald Trump. He didn't think about that. I'm no. This is what I'm saying is, like minds that like he's thinking alike with this billion dollar industry. Obviously, he's a billionaire individual, but you have the NCAA, which is this billion dollar industry, mm-hmm. and we all know that there's a lot of injustices and there's a lot of things that the NCAA does poorly in showing their care for their players. I personally feel like not saying that is right by any means. Donald Trump, I feel like Donald Trump knows the treatment that a lot of these players receive in the NCAA. I don't think he's ignorant to that. I truly don't. I think he knows the treatment that a lot of these players receive in the NCAA, and he just pretty much piggybacked off of that. that. You think that was a message per se? Like, like when you say calculated, you think that was a absolutely. I think that. everything like, Donald like Trump y'all does. Y'all treat them poorly. Here you go. They're good I, as a box of Jimmy John's. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I think everything I Donald. But I, mean, I think I everything Donald Trump that. does is is calculated. calculated. That included. That's crazy. That's I want to know where you disagree at there, though. I mean, I just don't. I think he didn't think about it to that extreme. I think it was just more so he don't give a damn. That's really how I feel about it. It's, I mean, they come in. He already didn't got so much flack. Teams have uh, have disagreed to come there after winning. Am I right? Some people have turned it down. Absolutely. Uh, just it's been so much politically, you know, back and forth between Trump and teams and players and coaches and individuals that I don't think he looked at it from how. The NCAA players are treated. I think he looked at it from, I don't give a damn about y'all. Get in here and get out. This, I'm going to go as minimal as I can go for this. Mostly, I don't care to be here anyway, and I'm out of here. But I don't know if that was the case necessarily for those players. When you look at it, that they were NCAA guys, um, they did obviously show up. 
they didn't really have. I do agree to some of to some extent that some of those guys may align with yeah. I mean, some people Kaepernick that, type yeah, things and may align with, with the what the Golden State Warriors right, have yeah. done. Every team I, I is do not feel like teams align with go. that. But what I also believe is that Donald Trump is more educated and more invested in knowing what's happening in the NCAA. Possibly. And that there was a hidden message in what it was that he did to show that he, yeah. along with the NCAA, does not care about these athletes. I'm not saying – Absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think it know. was just more cryptic. I'm not saying that Donald Trump went and spoke with somebody from the NCAA no, or that I, he was trying to that. expose the NCAA. I'm just yeah. saying that he literally – He's he a cryptic to, dude. I think that that's more – you know, for, I think that's taking it further than he even... I think it stops right there. Donald Trump don't really give a damn about this team and his team visiting, and he is willing to show that. He is not somebody who's like playing the fake game. He doesn't care about these dudes, and this is what y'all worth. Some damn pizza boxes. It's hard up. for me to believe that. I, I was watching the Donald He's Trump... He's a gutter um, guy. He's a gutter guy. I was watching his documentary. It's called The American Dream documentary on Netflix. And I just truly don't believe you get to the point that Donald Trump has gotten to. And I also believe that that documentary supports what I'm about to say. But I don't think that you get to the point that Donald Trump has gotten to without being punctual I think that every single thing that Donald Trump does he knows what he is doing obviously even if that means I don't care about you and what you all have going on or who you are and what you're doing I'm going to show you in the most punctual way that I possibly can that you don't even if it you, seems even say, if it seems as if I'm being lazy yeah. and careless about when what I'm doing cryptic you I mean I think you're saying that he basically smarter than I'm giving him credit for absolutely much. okay absolutely and that's not to support what he did yeah. by any means it's yeah. fuck him I mean, at this he's point in a position <laughs> where I mean like you said he's in a position where I can't argue with you because he's obviously had to be some kind of intelligent and make some kind of moves to be in the spot he has so, absolutely I mean, I don't think, as the president, I don't think all that, of that this personally, you know, but we either one of us could be right. I, yeah, I think the dude's very calculated. I think he was just supporting people that tend to support him. And what I mean by that is, obviously, the NCAA is an entire organization. It's not an individual like Trump is. But when we think about how these athletes get treated by the NCAA and kind of the injustices that goes along with that, I truly be believe that Trump aligns with a lot of those beliefs, and he followed up on that in the action that he took by getting them fast food. So I, I just don't seem to think that Trump is careless in everything that he does. I don't agree with hardly anything that he does, but I do believe he knew what he was doing. He knows how these athletes get treated. I know how these athletes get treated. Obviously, White House or not, Man, I just question. know how things work in Light ACAA. Did they eat it? Yeah, I'm sure some of them did. I didn't. I didn't watch any footage to that see if they did or not. That matters because I'm trying to think of myself in their shoes. If I showed up, you know, after winning a championship, college boy, come to the White he House. He said they ate it all. <laughs> see, Trump said they ate it yeah, all. That's crazy. I do know that. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I do know that Trump said they smashed it. They demolished it. <laughs> but you know what? Does that as, feel? So, but you know what? As somebody that played in the NCAA, see, we saying. did too. Was, yeah. We were. To it's know not, that you're playing in a billion-dollar okay, okay, industry, like we this. were like demolishing said, that. Put yourself in the shoes of winning a national championship and expecting probably some kind of silver platter catering service and showing up to a room full of uh, Domino Pizza smell. Obviously, you gonna, I know you. You're going to eat it. But would you feel a certain type of Absolutely. almost... Absolutely. But like almost a... Would you have to think about it? Like, bro, I damn near sure. ain't eating this shit. I, yeah, that's for how, sure. Okay, that's all but I but what I will say is, I'm like, bro, you got man. Come let's on. Let's take bro. it back to let's take it back to somebody Please. we both know. Somebody who used to play here. He's now with the Brooklyn Nets. Shabazz Napier. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but back when Shabazz Napier played for UConn and they won the national championship, literally in his like post game interview after they won the national championship, he talked about 
how even as him being a national champion, it was crazy that he's still pretty much a starving student, how he doesn't really eat, how he goes home yeah, yeah, certain nights yeah. and doesn't now, eat. I get you. I, like, like, even I don't think people – Even superstar at that he level. Was the, and they won a national championship. Right, they I won know. the March Madness. That's what I'm saying. The biggest tournament known to man pretty much at That's this point. That's why I said nationally so, so known player. I do believe that those guys went up there and ate all of that because some of these guys – these guys aren't used to eating steaks every day even though they're playing on national television. They're being exploited in a major way by the NCAA. Like I said, I couldn't tell you how many Jimmy Johns, Peter Pitts, and all of that. I'm thinking that being a national champion, like at least taking this trip, this is one day where I'm finna get me a good meal in. I'm going to the White House. You would think that. That's what I'm saying. That's more reason to why I'd be like, Man, forget, bro, I can eat this at home, bro. I F y'all, and a, I would speak up on it. I, I think from a societal, I think from a societal <laughs> standpoint, you are absolutely bro, right. Oh, mamas, I ain't from eating a societal it. I'd be hungry before I before I. I feel like that's uh uh-uh. uh. From a societal Hell standpoint, no. you're absolutely right. But you also got to think about how many people just just being in the White House alone, what that means to a lot of people in this country, what it's always meant, what it symbolizes, and what it stands for. They will eat anything in the white house just because they're happy to be in the white house Man, that's where happy. that's where but happy but that's where if i was happy that'll make me mad to be in the white house but but that's where donald trump is unique and holding the position that he holds that's where donald trump has been like a president we've never seen because he's probably the most unpolitically correct president politician that we've ever seen in this country and that's why this country is in such an uproar the way that it is right now but by no means am i surprised that those players who are starving the way that they are starving went there if they did i don't always believe what trump has to say but if they did the pizza was gonna make them not starve I, I, i'm not surprised if they went in there and ate it all killed it <laughs> killed it we here now <laughs> He said they did. did. So I just think the dude's more calculated than we all kind of know him to be. And, you know, because a lot of what he does, we seem to look at as dumb or we seem to think of as he's just not thinking about it or we just seem to think of it as careless. Yes, I do agree that a lot of things and decisions that he makes have all of those elements attached to him. But I also believe that he's calculated in us knowing that those elements are attached to many of the actions that he takes. Um, Next up, we're going to keep it on the football side a bit with the NFL playoffs taking place. So keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit thatcast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. And we're back. And I just looked up. I knew Trump. That's I knew Trump said that those dudes ate up all of that food. But I just actually went back during our break to go look at the exact tweet. Not only did he say that they ate all the food, he said they ate it all within an hour. Man. <laughs> he said within an hour, the food was gone. Leave me alone. I don't even want to hear that. The food was gone within an hour. It. I would have <laughs> threw it at him. Oh, man. But to keep it on football, and um, <laughs> like I said, today's going to be a light podcast. Last week was heavy, so I, I definitely want to woosah from that. It was very necessary what we discussed last week, but today will be a lot lighter. But we are going to talk about some NFL. The playoffs are here and now. We have the AFC and the NFC championship games lined up this weekend. And I am very, very pleased with how things turned out after this past weekend and what we have to expect this coming weekend. First off, we'll start off with the Los Angeles Rams. We've discussed on here time and again our relationship to C.J. Anderson. We even discussed it last week before the big game that he had right, against right. the Cowboys. He's killing right now, breaking NFL records, all kind. That's my boy. Yeah, he's balling out. He's balling out for sure. Um, so we definitely like to see what he's doing, putting on and repping for where we come from in Vallejo, California. I will say this, though. And the Club crash. You see them three C's I, I, in the iconic post? I did. I did see them. that. I did see that. But I will, I will say this. Boy, is he relieved, receiving a lot of flack for being overweight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They are trying to let my boy have it. Woo-wee. 
anywhere from dad bot comments <laughs> to he's a lineman to Jerome Bettis. I'm seeing a lot of flack, but the thing is, I'm really surprised because he really moving well. Like I'm seeing some real bursts of speeds and quickness through the hole, and I, I don't see it really affecting him. You know what I mean? But he's definitely taking some heat. I mean, yeah, I don't see it affecting him necessarily because I mean, first off, he's a unique build, but second off. I feel like CJ, he's always been a hard worker. He's always prepared. I feel like he still is. I just feel like it's an entirely different situation when you go from the last few years being a starter, being a pro bowler, and he's not only been a starter and a pro bowler, he's Super a Super Bowl, Bowl champion. champion. So he's been playing extended seasons. He's used to playing and having these postseason runs and getting a significant amount of playing time. Right. Although he works hard off the field, I personally don't believe that you can simulate game play. I don't believe that you can simulate the, the weight that's lost. That's why in pretty much all sports, a lot of people in the offseason, they train to stay in shape for sure, but they also bulk up, they get stronger, they do these particular things because they know during the season you it's cannot simulate an hour-long game where everybody is playing at their highest level of intensity that you can possibly play at, and you can't simulate playing against this guy this week, this team the next week, these this defense the following week, this defense the next week. You can't simulate those things. And I feel like over time, yeah, he had he been playing regularly this year like he has been over the last few years, he'd probably be – he'd probably 15, weigh 20 15, less. 20 pounds less than what he does right but now. Yeah, I, I don't see it really slowing him down or stopping – his ability, his agility, we always know he got good vision and he's a smart football player, high IQ football player, and that helps too. Like you said, in basketball, you might not have always been the most athletic for in the sure. gym, but the IQ does make up for some of it too. So I, I was mean, just shout arguing, out to him for sure. I was just arguing with somebody not too long ago. Um, shout out to my boy Omar Cerulli, but it was his co-host on his podcast. His name is TJ, and he pretty much just flat out disrespected Paul Pierce as a player. Um, he can't was just, do that. Not can't, Paul. Come on. Not man. Paul. That's the point that I was getting at. <laughs> he, he just flat out was disrespecting <laughs> Paul, Paul was, Pierce as a player. I felt clean. some type of way because Paul, Paul Pierce clean. was a monster out he, there. He was He's an absolute he legend. He was different, but he was, he was hard. But that's my thing. When you think about a basketball body, you don't think about somebody with the size of Paul Pierce being as good as he was. That's part of what even I was talking about with James Harden last week. James Harden didn't have the Dwayne Wade at athleticism or the Dwayne Wade's you know athletic ability the body type any of those things James Harden is a pretty thick strong dude yeah he's athletic you got to have some type of athleticism to play at that level i.e. CJ Anderson what we're seeing him do right now in the NFL you're not playing at that level without being an athlete period period but what we know to be the best and what we know to be elite and what we kind of put on the pedestal is Slim guys, super fast, super quick, super athletic, skinnier, mm -hmm, wiry. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. what we call like a basketball body. We wouldn't consider CJ to have a running back body. But back to the Paul Pierce situation, I, I felt a hundred types of ways about him discrediting Paul Pierce and what he did in the NBA. But that's neither here nor there. What I am happy about when it comes circling back to the NFL beyond CJ Anderson is – there's something happening in the playoffs this year that's very unique, in my opinion, and I think it does wonders for the NFL, especially being that the NFL is a league that's under a, a microscope right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that the best four teams in the NFL are the final four teams remaining in the playoffs right now. And it never happens like that in the NFL, if you ask me. I know what people, you're getting at. It people never, talk all the time about parity like in that. the NFL. Never people talk all the time about I mean, we often see a wild card team that usually yeah. makes a run at Panthers the, went on a nice little run and went stunk it up uh, in the Super Bowl. We, but we always they see those the best kind of things. Four teams that, you know, we always see teams that go, like I said, a wild card team that at least makes it to this point to the AFC or to the NFC championship game. And in a lot of cases, we even see them get to the Super Bowl. Sometimes they win it. But a lot of people, one thing that people kind of try to criticized the NBA for, but it's actually been working for the NBA, in my opinion, is, oh, we know it's going to be 
the Warriors winning a championship yeah. or oh, you know we watched Warriors in the Cleveland, in Cleveland for, yeah, for eight years for I mean for four years in a row yeah, or LeBron yeah, going yeah. to the finals for eight straight years. People criticize the NBA for that, but you but really you can't get it. You, you watch it and, and you really can't get a better TV, story than office. that. And the reality is there's nothing better than being able to watch the best compete. So as much as you may want to act like you're tired of seeing the best guys going out there and doing what the best teams do, there's really nothing better than seeing the best guys compete. So to be able to see the Saints play against the Rams, two teams that all year long have been the best in the hot NFC. Take, hot take, who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Oh, I got the Rams. Ooh, me too. Me too. I got the Rams. You, you I mean, I, we already okay, yeah, we already you know. established that. Okay. Really more so, I want to know who you got on the other side in the AFC. Oh, that man. Patriots Chiefs Mahomes, game is going to be crazy. Mahomes. Brady's He's back. Had, Brady's once going again, back to the Once again, we're talking about one of these like storybook type of things. Like I said, Carolina had a great year that year that they went to the Super Bowl. Probably wasn't one of the best four teams, you okay, know. Well, no, that year, they might have won like 15 games. That's went why I off said they year. went off that year. That's why yeah, I said yeah, they had okay. a great year, but they still. Well, that season, probably, they were one of the season, best four yeah. teams. I I don't agree with that. I think that they they was streaky. They definitely, you know what I mean, got there. But, I mean, they showed that they really were out of place damn near in the Super Bowl. It's kind of what I'm getting at. If you're the top four teams, you're going to compete all the way down to the big one. But who do they play and they in the Super Bowl? Up. Who did they play in the Super Bowl? They lost to this. Manning and the Broncos. The Broncos beat them. Right, right. Which you expect Manning to be able to beat Cam Newton in a Super Bowl. Me personally, the same way oh, I Manning, expect. Oh, no. And CJ really same, went off on them. The same way I expect. The same way that I expect. Oh, Manning. Uh, the same way. No, no. At that time, that was, was the on, year. He was on his way No, out. no, no, no. That year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, they beat yeah, him in the Super Bowl. He, yeah. But CJ, yeah, he scored the touchdown, the touchdown in that game. So it wasn't line. even a blowout game. CJ scored the only touchdown no, in that, that game, if I'm not mistaken. About then. That's not well, then we're talking about two yeah, different we're years. We're talking about a different year. They must have yeah. went back-to-back. Because I remember I when there was a big deal with Curry out there and all that. He's a big Carolina fan, right? They lost and they to, got blew out. They lost to the Broncos. They didn't. They lost. They didn't get blew out. But Cam Newton. Well, I mean, lost his mind to, as if they yeah, got yeah. Blown, to, blown out. To bring out, it back, I just think kind of like Mahomes is on one of them storybook streaks. Over years Brady. Where just, like I said, hey, I, I Brady, put Brady and Manning. I started, that's, Brady, that's over I started Brady. Brady all year in fantasy. He didn't have that good of a season. He he really didn't. To I'm be not, honest with you, I'm not betting against Brady. Okay, well, I don't we'll care what. We'll I don't give a damn. Then, I don't give a damn what kind of season Brady had. I don't give a damn what kind of a season. Hey, you Tom heard it here first had. on Wake Up and Win. Brady Make sure in he the playoffs. Me out when we check back in next. <laughs> Brady week. in the playoffs. It's, it's a, a bet. Brady in the playoffs. I don't care. Brady and Mahomes. and they didn't have a bad regular season. What they want to let? They went twelve and four. Mahomes. They went twelve and four. So I personally think the Chiefs. I mean, and I don't like the Chiefs anyway because I'm a Raider fan. I do think Patrick Mahomes is a hell of a player, but I he do not see it. No, no. Brady is the one that's going to find a way. Brady's the one that's going to find a way. So I think that one. But even still, don't get me wrong. LA's got LA's got problems on their hands too this weekend. Don't get it twisted. Oh yeah, no, that New Orleans is yeah, the real no, Drew Brees. Oh, and they're the real is. deal. I, I, I think <laughs> it's gonna be uh Kansas City versus uh versus uh the Rams, but I mean, I'm excited really for either either way I see it, to be honest. I think this is great. But this that's great. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, this, this is, is the great. best this is thing great setup right football here. could have possibly had yeah, in this you moment. Not, you can't not watch this. It's I'm the sorry. best thing they could have had. We we could say all that we want. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, I'm I watching. don't care. I don't care what sport it is. I don't care if it's predictable or not predictable. There is never a situation where I don't want to see the best competing against each other, period. So that's what we're going to see this weekend. The Rams, who has a hell of a team. The Saints, who also have a hell of a team. And the same goes for the two teams on the AFC with the Chiefs and the Patriots. This is the best thing that could be happening for the NFL right now, to have its best playing in the biggest on the biggest stage it's just it just doesn't get any better than that so I'm looking forward to this weekend I'm looking forward to the playoffs um I'm looking forward to seeing who goes to the Super Bowl and who plays while Travis Scott performs <laughs> but um 
We still got some more content coming in for you, so keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. And I'm finna win some money, my homes. <laughs> keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit thatcast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. I'm going to keep reminding y'all, we keeping it light today. We keeping it light today. We're going to take it to the culture a bit here. D-Boy. <coughs> Yo. Did you see <coughs> the Soldier Boy interview on Breakfast Club? <laughs> that boy is genius, crazy, funny, out of there, and everything else. That oh, was, it was hilarious. It was one word you just said that caught me. Before we get into what's going to stem from <coughs> this whole interview, genius. Why is he genius? Smart, it was calculated. Kind of like what you said with what you think Trump was. I just think it was calculated. He knew where he was going. He knew the questions that was going to be asked. And he not only came from a, a comical standpoint, but a real standpoint. It was just, it was so well played for that position and for him to be able to have that kind of exposure and, and capitalize off of it. I don't think it was uh, by accident. I think it was genius and preparation. So did he make the biggest comeback of 2018? Hell no. No, no, no. <laughs> Hell no. But he about to make the biggest one in 2019, damn near off that interview. You it's think early. so? It's early. What, who, who do you okay, think, so who do you like think is going to make seen, the... I've seen a total of five people in the last 24 hours tell me that they finna go download Soldier Boy whole catalog of I've hits seen that, that too. he had. I've and seen that too. I, I mean, that's just five that I've personally seen in the little time that I've spent on social media. It's quick. It'll, 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 it'll come and go as far as um, the way I kind of see it is I, that it'll I, no, come I and think, go. I think why I'm saying that is because I think that he has an ability or a window to make a smash right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I even looked. I, I listen to Apple Music, and, you know, whenever you search in music, it has, like, the top three trending artists. He was one of the trending artists today. But So I do agree that he has but that window of opportunity. But yeah, it comes and goes. It comes and goes. Like, we won't be talking about Soldier Boy next week, in my opinion. Maybe two um, weeks. This but who did, well, then who did make the biggest comeback of 2018? And then I want to know who's going to make the really Who do you predict? I really believe it was Tiger. I really yeah. do believe it was Tiger. And, and, and for reasons, I watched uh, Soulja Boy on a whole nother interview uh, earlier today, and he was basically saying how Nima and Ghazi uh, put millions of dollars, Empire, which we've talked about before. I have a distribution deal myself through Empire. Right. Tiger is actually signed as an artist deal through Empire and uh, Soldier Boy was just saying how they invested millions of dollars of marketing money for him to have that comeback that he did have. Uh huh. So I mean, my thing is contrary to whatever the hell how he got the money or how many dollars was behind it, the dude did ridiculous numbers, and I do agree that he, as a hip hop artist, did have the biggest comeback. Bigger comeback than Meek Mill? I don't think that is going to um, coming I, out of jail, coming out of. Bigger, bigger than Meek Mill. As far know, as numbers, man. and yeah, Meek Mill had a lot of hype around being in jail and come. But it's like, I mean, I I personally think that Tiger just for the length of the year. I'm talking about in clubs. I I, I do. I do. What about Lil Wayne? No, that was a that was a comeback. Lil uh, Wayne ain't released the album in a long we said, time. We said biggest to that comeback. Carter Five. We said biggest yeah, comeback. Wayne would have to be in that conversation. Nah, man, for one, talk, because it's Wayne. No, we're talking eight hundred and eighty-four <laughs> million streams. No, I we're get talking that. About, uh, that's a billion. I get that. Here. Wayne Wayne probably <clears throat> can be up there. He's probably pretty close to up there. But but Tiger definitely did did have more smash hits this year than they did. Yeah. Um. So then twenty nineteen. Who who was who was kind of snoozing during 2018 and Soulja Boy included I guess since you think he didn't make the biggest comeback of 2018 which I would agree with what's the artist out there that you think will make that comeback in 2019 comeback comeback uh sorry I, it's I, easy I was, for me I don't I'm really not sure I, I it's easy no, for who me who you think Big Sean Big Sean? I think Big Sean. Big Sean really didn't he do quiet, nothing. He was quiet. Yeah. Yeah. The year before, he had a really he good the, year. Yeah, he had a album. few hits. Yeah. He had the great album. Yeah. He had the, the, I, the I Don't Fuck With You record with E-40. Um, I think around that time that he had the as, 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 as. Yeah, I mean, uh, he had some big hits on that, on that album. Yeah. That album had some hits for sure. Um, yeah. And I thought that album was great. I thought it was a great album, but he was kind of dormant. In 2018, which, which I don't blame him. I don't, I'm not saying that this is the reason that he was dormant, but 
with all the Kanye ruckus, I don't blame him because, you know, he's a part of good music. Right. So I don't really blame Big Sean for not coming out and dropping the album and adding on to the to the, yeah. to the good music circus. Under, yeah, real, yeah, because yeah. it was a circus that they had over there. And, and I think Big Sean is more credible. Identity where yeah. it's like he's not necessarily directly attached to that unless he put it to it. You feel right, me? right. But but what I want to talk about, you know, I love rankings. I know you love rankings. I know the world loves rankings. And when y'all hear this segment, I definitely want y'all to reach out to us and give us your feedback. But D-Boy, what I want to know from you is I saw a tweet. Obviously, we know Soldier Boy for Crank That Soldier Boy. We know Soldier Boy for bringing um, themed dances to hip hop in relation to his hit records. Right. Um, so what I want to know is what are the top five themed hip hop based dances of all time? You as a hip hop artist should well, know can this. I, can Me I, as somebody that DJs I, a lot should know this as well. Can I'll start it off. We can kind of go back and forth, but I want to start off. Can I say what's the most recent one that has just made it within the past year? Yeah. In My Feelings by Drake. That is one of the biggest songs, biggest responses I've ever seen. I know kids that damn near don't know nothing else in life that know that Kiki in my feelings challenge dance whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that thing. The celebrity engagement is crazy. The celebrity engagement. Like I said, if if I know kids that if they don't know nothing else, they know that damn dance when that song come on. So right. I think that is the most recent that really cracked it. Cause I mean, like I said, so I, it's top I five all time. Top five all time. I haven't seen a response bigger than that in a long time. Um, for me, I would have to say. So, so we're going to ping pong it. We're going to go back and forth. Okay. Um, when we get to number five, we might have to collectively merge. Yeah, we could. Yeah, I, I might. We might <clears throat> yeah. agree on some where we don't really. We right. can merge before five. Um, I would have to say the Harlem Shake. Definitely. Harlem Definitely. Shake. That Harlem Definitely. Shake era was crazy, yeah. dog. And everybody was doing that. Everybody was, was doing the Harlem so, Shake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I would have to say the Harlem Shake. What you I got, got? I got a bigger one for you. You're going to be like, damn, I should have said this. But it's iconic, especially West Coast. Go ahead. Sea walking. Oh. <laughs> Cuddy, it was a time when everybody was see, bruh. Snoop being for one sure. of the biggest icons. The whole sea walk back around the same time, really with the whole, yeah, you know, walking, Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. The whole Crip walk. For sure. Walk, yeah, that, that's definitely in the top five. I think, like I said, I think because in general, West Coast is so big to hip-hop, period. Absolutely. West Coast music well, is gang so culture, big. Well, gang culture is very big to hip-hop as well, and that obviously right. represents I mean, just West gang Coast culture hip -hop, for period. sure. You yeah. feel me? If you don't even want to put the gang side of it in there. Well, just, it's there. Just it's, West it's, Coast, it's called Crip walk. Yeah, West Coast <laughs> culture is just, yeah, I mean, I, I think for that sure. that's all a part of that. Um... I think for me, I got to put the Dougie in there. Hell no. I'm putting the Dougie in there. And the reason being, I feel like the oh. Dougie, I think the Dougie era lasted a long time. And, no. I, and I think like even with Arr. a lot of today's music, the Dougie, like you can go in the club and hit the Dougie and not be. If somebody goes in the club and hits the Harlem Shake, it's going to be it's ancient. Dated. It's dated. I don't think the Dougie is necessarily Dougie is dated, dated yet. The, the song, the song the might Dougie be dated. Is dead. That's the thing. The song might be dated. Like if if a DJ go if I go in the club and the DJ plays Teach Me How to Dougie, he's out of there. I don't want to hear honest. the song. But if somebody is you honest. could you could subtly hit a Dougie and have some swag with it I still think, today. I it's think, an end zone dance that you could still do today and have a little swag with it if I you Antonio Brown or Odell that, Beckham. For, for, Beckham. For five, I think to crank that. Nah, I think I, think I like I like Dougie Boy over. Or, 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 I think to crank that, Caddy. You gotta think about once again the response what everybody was doing. You gotta think about the. You, just the wave, bro. Like to crank that when it hit, it hit. It's so. I think long the record was away, bigger, but I think the was, record was bigger. That song was big. The record was made big because I, of the. Dance. I think the it's record like, was bigger. Well, and and part of it is because of the artist too. You got to remember, Soldier Boy. That came before the Dougie. Soldier Boy was really the person that brought kind of like I said he's the one who brought back like these themed hip hop dances into that's where then you got from crank that you get the Dougie you get jerking you get all that kind of stuff so I feel like yeah it might be a little bit more influential but if somebody is in the club doing the crank that today they're canceled they gotta go <laughs> but You're if right. somebody is hitting the Dougie in the club today 
you can really still make the Dougie look swaggy. You if somebody hit the you crank, you might be able to hit the crank that Soldier Boy for the next week. Give me week one more just for because a high of this take. viral interview. Okay, I feel like give me one. Uh, give me one. Twerking. Twerking. I mean, flat out twerking. I was you were saying associated to a song, though. Like, not a, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be. A, well, you know, I mean, okay. I mean, I don't know if you just. I know uh, Cardi B and the City Girls just dropped that song and yeah, did a whole that twerking song. You know song. what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, sure. it doesn't necessarily. It's a hip hop dance. Yeah. What song is the Harlem yeah. Shake yeah. affiliated yeah. with? Take this money, boom, 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 boom. You know yeah, what but, mean, but, that. but but I mean, it, it you can say with some yeah, Bow Wow records. It's a lot of records that it plays along off of. So. I don't think it necessarily has to be song based. Yeah, just um, hip hop. Hip hop, just yeah. hip hop culture. Um, so I said so far Harlem Shake, Dougie, Shit, twerking. We had about five or six. Uh, yeah, together we did. Another one, as somebody who DJs a lot of parties that you can play, especially when it comes to like family functions, when not necessarily club music, but definitely house parties, family functions, things of that sort. We, we, we can't sleep on, on the wobble. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 classic. Man, it's a cla it's it's classic. That's a classic for sure. The yeah. wobble is classic. You might win with that one. That's classic. Yeah, the wobble's classic. I know it because I know it because I DJ at a lot of yeah, dive bars, hits. and that so hits. like I it never misses. Like when yeah. I go into a dive bar to DJ, they like I said, I'm not going to going the club. Forward. I'm not playing that for the 21 year olds, but 25 and up, 30 and up. They're going to get in line. They're definitely going to fool with it. So, yeah, I would say the wobble. So, like I said, Harlem Shake, Dougie, wobble. And then the fifth one, very personal to me, is the Thiz Dance. It just is what it is. I mean, obviously, growing Number up in Number one, the realm, he wins. Is <laughs> the, the Thiz Dance. I don't think that's, like, um, a global answer. But, I, like, society wouldn't think that the entire culture as a whole wouldn't think that but where i was raised and if we're getting kind of like region specific the theater's dance was just the hugest dance that i personally grew up on and if you're so listening i had that to don't insert know, that please in go there look it up yeah r.i.p yeah. mac dre he came from the same city i came from it's the most popular dance to ever come out of the bay area so that's my five next up we got taking nails. Keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit thatcast.com for more great content on Thatcast Network. So we got the taking nails segment coming on right now, and usually I sit here and I give you a breakdown on all the winning formulas that we've given y'all throughout the podcast, but. Um, today, some of it was intentional. Some of it is just how the conversation went. I don't necessarily know if we gave you all a lot of winning formulas, and I'm okay with that. As I mentioned, coming off of a heavy-hitting podcast like we did last week, um, I didn't mind being able to lighten some things up today, and I'm definitely okay with it. Um, so I don't really have a breakdown of all the winning formulas that we gave y'all today, but we will still incorporate the Take and L segment. If you host into people for dinner, don't feed them fast food. <laughs> That's one formula, okay? Even if you're not on White House status, if you host people for any kind of meal, do not let it be fast food, okay? That's one. So we do have a winning formula. Oh man, <laughs> nothing else. Take that with you. Thank you. Well, crown that and king it. But, <laughs> but um, D-Boy, you want to start it off? I can start it off. Yeah, Either I'll start it off. Me. I'll Go start ahead. it off. And really, I'm going to take a risk with this. That's why I'm starting it off because I'm not – if you guys can't tell by now, I'm not much of a political or government type of guy, but I'm giving government the, the L this week. Mm -hmm. We all know about the government shutdown, correct? Right. I haven't looked too much into it, but – and I know that this has been going on for a little while now, but – more so than ever this past week i've been seeing so many like so many direct effects i guess where it's like people are basically facing eviction losing housing section a all of this kind of stuff right and so like i said i've i've heard it going on for a little bit hadn't really looked in but now i'm literally seeing people saying that babies are being affected by this and families and all of this kind of stuff so if that's the case where you know innocent people are really being affected lifestyles and all of this because of 
the government wall. not being able to figure <laughs> it out. That's really wall. janky because at yeah. the end of the day, Trump lifestyle ain't gonna change. He's gonna live lavish. He's gonna have money. He's gonna, you know. And it's like yeah. these are these are not these people' fault. So, I mean, you know, I'm happy for the, you know the fact that a lot of my lifestyle is not heavily relied on upon government funding or aiding or you know any of that right, stuff. Right. But I know that it is a world full of people that do and. Um, if, we got if relatives. Can, that's that what I'm saying. Yeah, and, like, it, and if you can't just figure this out, you know, I don't know if it's, it's strictly because of wall, but <laughs> whatever the reason, this is this is crazy. It's and, nothing to figure out. It's because of a, a wall. That is super ill. This is our government we talking about. So yeah, it's definitely because of, of a wall. Is that, is that worthy I, of an L? I, I, it's definitely worthy of, of an L, and it's interesting because I'm actually going in that same direction, but I'm gonna flip it. Mm. I'm giving the L to the NFL, but it is not the NFL's fault mm. why I'm giving them this L. Wow. So here I'm, it is. I'm giving them this L because with the government shutdown, I don't know if you've heard, but obviously TSA workers, airports have basically people that work at airports aren't getting paid. So um, that's federal workers. So a lot of them are going on strike. But the problem that the NFL is facing right now is in really what's the world's biggest event or the country's biggest event. And this is not just from a sports perspective. Like, the Super Bowl is the most watched event in America year in and year out. With the Super Bowl coming up February 3rd, if that if the government shutdown is still going on and taking place, that's going to heavily affect the airports, <clears throat> um, not having anybody there to work at the airports, all of the people that plan to fly into Atlanta, Georgia that see, weekend see. to for all types of Super Bowl festivities and obviously for the game to be played as well. But soup, the Super Bowl is a weekend, kind of like All-Star weekend. It's interesting how we But it's that even bigger. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> we, and mind you, we had no idea what each other was right. going to do That's in this Take an L segment. But if they don't have anybody working or if there's workers on strike – during the biggest event, really, that the United States has to right, offer, right. period, not just in the sports realm, the NFL so, is going to take a huge so, L with that because so, it's just, so, and it's not fair to them, but that's just what it is. And that's why I rock with you because, like, obviously I know the government has a lot to do with a lot of stuff, but I don't look as deeply to know everything that is directly or indirectly really connected to it. You know right. what I mean? Like, it, that's not really directly connected but it yeah. falls along you know what i mean it, I, it falls in line where yeah so that's just why like, we do it's what crazy we do. yeah that's, that's, that's crazy. why i tell that's why this podcast is what it is because and that's part of the reason why i have a huge dislike for what trump did with those players last week and it's part of how i felt playing throughout my career and if we're being honest when i grew up playing ball like I wasn't the guy who necessarily cared about school over basketball. I was the guy that made Most sure I had don't. exactly, but I was the guy that made sure my grades were all right just so that I was eligible to play basketball. It wasn't the other way around. Like I, I looked at it as if I get my two point five or whatever, two point oh is really the minimum you can have. Yeah, but I you always hovered do that. Yeah, yeah. I, that's playing it too close yeah. for comfort for me. I usually hovered around like a two point five. And it was interesting because I didn't have my highest grade point average in college and high school until my very last semester of college. And I was taking 18 units, by the way. I wasn't playing basketball that year um, because I was a transfer student. So when I transferred from Diablo Valley College to Pacific University, some of my credits didn't cross over. And I had to take an extra semester, basically, even after my NCAA basketball eligibility was up and at that time I was coming off of an internship that I took really serious and I started taking school really serious um, I had hosted that colloquium that I that I've talked about with you before during right, that same right. semester mm -hmm. and it was just so many things that were being thrown at me that actually clicked and I was having these kinds of conversations with my roommates on really the effect politics has on sports and vice versa and it was like those were just casual conversations for me never did i imagine a podcast to be born from it like this one that we have here and never did i 
think as deeply as just what I thought was casual conversation amongst like me and my roommates and mm-hmm. me and my teammates and things of that sort. But this intersection has always been here. And obviously, like I said, when I did that colloquium with the whole Jessica Luther thing that I talked about last week, um, Dr. Ben Carrington, like it just all started clicking from me from every which way. And I'm looking at where we are now and I'm thinking about it like, like I said, this isn't the biggest event in sports. This is the most watched event, period. Yeah. This is bigger than anything that comes on television that's broadcasted of uh, of the country, like in the country. Commercials, Commercials, everything. everything. (laughs) Like advertisers that don't have nothing to do with sports are paying millions of dollars to have their advertisements played and get those slots during the Super Bowl. It's for a reason. So while people like Trump try to downplay athletes and how much sports means to this country and how much sports means really to the entire world it's like nah dog it really ain't like that it don't work like that and we're now possibly going to see that if this shutdown is taking place that's going to be the busiest weekend for i read an article um i think they said like there's like 60 to 80,000 people that fly in and out of atlanta daily that fly in and out of the airport in Atlanta daily, that weekend is going to be upwards of 100,000 people because of that event. So that in itself tells you a lot. They need a surplus of workers because they're going to have a surplus of people that will be flying in and out of that airport. So if you got people that ain't working on Super Bowl weekend, which is that's affecting those advertisers, those companies that want to advertise that weekend, your advertisement doesn't mean that much if it's going to be surrounded by the fact that people aren't able to fly in and out, the fact that events are being halted and events aren't able to happen. And it's just, it's, a, it's going to be a zoo. Gonna take away from the, the quality. It's going to be exactly, it'll, it'll be a zoo. Yeah. It'll be a zoo. So I'm, I hate that the NFL has to go through this. I mean, If I wanted to get super deep into it, yes, you can call some of it karma because of some of the things that the NFL has done in the past. But those things, I would say, were more so in their control. The reason why I would call this karma, because this is kind of now out of their control. If the shutdown is still taking place by then, they're fucked. Period. Long story short, they're fucked. Um, but once again, we appreciate y'all for coming back and listening to the Wake Up and Win podcast. D-Boy, let them know where to find you. D-Boy with an I, not a Y, LTD for living the dream. Uh, that's everywhere. Search it, find me, stream me, play me, download me, purchase me. Thank you. Here we go. And I'm Pounce underscore Sation, or just type, type in my name, Devon Pouncey. Um, go to wakeupandwin.com for the merch as usual. Be sure to subscribe. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. You can also go to thatcast.com, which is the network that we're a part of. Um, I'm pretty sure that it'll be some big news coming from the podcast realm, from the network, uh, knowing that the Portland Diamond Project made a pretty big announcement today and listing some of the people that um, are investors in this Major League Baseball team that they're trying to get to come here to Portland. So you should probably be on the lookout for that to get more information from the Portland Diamonds, the Portland Diamond Project's official podcast, which is a part of the network. Um, this is an interesting thing to follow. University of Portland is there. Anna Canzano is there. Um, obviously, she she's an Emmy Award-winning journalist. Um, it's just it's a lot of good content there. Obviously, we're there, so we're a catch in itself. So just keep supporting us, keep rocking with us, and we'll leave y'all today the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and, and go, go win. win.